What is a queen? A queen is someone that can create a dynasty from the ground up with her bare hands. A queen is someone that hears every negative thing being discussed about her and without a misstep, keeps pursuing her dreams. A queen is someone that is firm in her beliefs and will never waver in order to be liked or accepted. A queen will always rebuild whenever a storm comes trying to knock her off her throne. A queen understands that before, during, and after a man, she will still be a queen. A queen knows her worth. She knows that everyone that she started with cannot go. And everyone cannot have access to her energy nor her vibes. A queen understands that the life she is leading is a personal journey afforded to her by God. And if she lets worldly people in, it could cost her everything. Her worth is priceless, but her peace is too expensive to lose. No, she is not perfect, but her experiences have taught her how to move in this cold, cold world. Each sway of her hips and each step that she takes is moving her right into her destiny. What do you think a queen is, you ask? The one you look in the mirror at every day, making her bigger, better, stronger, more loving, caring, compassionate, and a legend, leaving a legacy so that other young women can follow in the footsteps in which she had to endure so that she wouldn't have to. I am a queen. Hello, 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 everybody. I am back. Welcome to the Queen's Table Show. Our monarchy is run on unity, love, community, and of course, the culture. On our show, we're serving tea that includes pop culture, music, fashion, business, love, relationships, and living your most authentic, genuine life. With the Queen, she can move in any direction on a chessboard in ways a king cannot. So join us as we prepare the table, set the dinnerware, and serve you our guests. Welcome to the show. Guys, I am so happy to be back. It's been a minute. It's been a few months. We've been on hiatus. Some things have changed in life, but I am back. And I'm so happy to be back with you guys. I hope you miss me. I've missed you guys tuning in each and every Monday on our show. Things are going to be a little different. I'm not going to do it on a particular day, but that's all good. We'll still be here. The queen is here. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Today is a special show to me. Um, This show is dedicated to, since we're in February, it's going to be dedicated to lovers. And I just wanted to have a different perspective and um, get some great advice from this amazing guest that we have. I'm so happy to have her and I'm proud that she's on with us. But before we get into that, of course, I want to thank our sponsors for being a part of our show. First up, we have the TRJ brand. And of course, the TRJ brand is an accessory boutique built on creating the best look for our customers. We like to provide on-trend products to everyday people where we blend classic and on-trend pieces. Please be sure to follow our page at the TRJ brand. Um, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, visit our website at www.thetrjbrand.com backslash shop. Next, 
Our um, next sponsor that we have is Crown Glamour Beauty. And Crown Glamour Beauty is a beauty brand catered to make you look and feel good. Crown Glamour Beauty offers services such as lash and brow, as well as body contouring services. Be sure to find us on Style Seat and, of course, Acuity Schedule. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so happy to be here. Of course, again, you know me. I love talking and running my mouth and just kicking it and kicking with my people. We are back. And before we get into TRST, I would love to introduce to you guys my very special guest. My special guest today is, should I say sex therapist or love therapist? Yeah, either one. <laughs> I would love to introduce today's special guest to the Queen's Table Show, Dr. Angelique Breathwaite. Did I say it right? Yes, yes Please, because I, I am big on names, honey. Like, they have to say every Listen. syllable in our names, okay? Yes, I love Dr. It. Angel Breathway, I am so happy to have you on with me. This is amazing because, let's be honest, you were supposed to come on months ago. I know. But I... <laughs> Like, what am I doing with life? Like, I have so many things going on. And you, honey, you are the doctor. If in the building, you are busy. You have things going on. You're so amazing. I love you. You know? Yes, I do. Well, before we get started, um, I would definitely definitely like to speak on you in matters of the heart. And just talk to our people and give a short bio on your life and what you have going on. Okay, if I can do that. Yes, please. Yes. (laughs) Let's get started. Dr. Breathwaite, DSW, L-C-S-W, dash C. Yes. L-I-C-S-W. Come come on, let's us. (laughs) Has over 15 years of clinical experience. She specializes in sex therapy, trauma, CBI, community-based interventions, person-centered care, crisis intervention, cognitive behavior therapy, behavioral therapy, narrative therapy, and multi-systematic therapy. Systemic. I'm so sorry, guys. She works with adolescents, families, couples, and individuals. She has been supervising therapists, interns, and case managers for over 12 years. Dr. Breathwaite has worked with foster care system, juvenile services, social services, both Maryland and D.C. school system, as well as Maryland and D.C.'s court system. She has served as clinical manager, director, in multiple outpatients, outpatient mental health clinics in Maryland and D.C. She currently has a consulting and private therapy practice in Bowie, Maryland. She is a licensed clinical social worker and board supervisor in Maryland, Washington, D.C., Virginia, and Georgia. She received her bachelor's degree, come on, in African-American studies from the University of Maryland College Park. Her master's of social work from the University of Maryland, Baltimore, and her doctorate of social work from the University of Southern California. Dr. Breathwaite started skin folk therapy because she felt that too many people in minority communities were not utilizing therapy. Between the stigma, expense, and not feeling comfortable with therapists that don't look like them, Dr. Breathwaite wanted to change that. She wanted black therapists talking to their communities about the things we usually don't. 
it is time to break those generational curses and change the nation that black people don't go to therapy. Come on, yes. mother freaking bio. Like, come on, bio. Yo, make me sound good. And you do sound good. Like, oh my gosh. Like, this is amazing. Like, I don't think I even want to get into TRST because, baby, that is the T. Oh, thank you, girl. Okay? The T is black women, women, winning hashtag. Black women can do it. Hashtag black people are going to therapy. Hashtag therapy is essential. Hashtag on and on and on. Like, oh my gosh. Like, you just do it. Oh my gosh. You You are so welcome. I, I just can't even begin to think about how far we've come as a people, as women, doing the damn thing and making it our mission in life. To want to better ourselves, not only ourselves, but more so our community. Yes. Can you speak a little on bettering yourself and doing it not just for yourself, but for us? Absolutely. So one thing that I noticed during all of this, whether it was in school or working, is that people are trying, but they don't know how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we grow up in households and generation after generation where. Everyone has this notion of knowing better, but nobody knows how to change it. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to intentionally make sure that people know how to change this. You know, so when we talk about these generational curses and we talk about, I don't know how, it doesn't stop there. It, now I'm like, okay, now action. Like now that you're ready to talk about it, now that you know what the issues are, mm-hmm. now what are we going to do about it? I love it. So I just want to make sure that me and other women and other minority therapists are out there in the community because most of the time we got to go outside our community absolutely not we inside our communities Mm. and we're being seen and i'm saying you know what your parents did to you was not right or you know that you don't want to be your parents but you don't know how so take a seat on my couch because i'm about to teach you how so and that's what we're doing we're teaching everybody the how (laughs) i love i love this i love this and i want to speak on something that you just said you just said we want to do better. Yes. We don't know how. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that comes from a stigma of some people saying, and I've gotten this from our skin mm-hmm. folk that have said, I got mine. You got to get yours. Yes. I hate that. Mm-hmm. It's the tone. It's exactly what they said. It's like, what do you mean you got yours so I have to get mine? You can't help me, sister? Listen, and we are one of the few mm few races cultures whatever you want to call it that makes our children start at zero Mm -hmm. and that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. you know and we can sit here and say other communities do this and they do that yes that's a beautiful thing you know we we joke and we talk about moms kicking their daughters out at 18 and all this other stuff and yes and i'm like Mm -hmm. absolutely not the entire point of your generation is to make it better for the next. The next. So, you know, when they say, oh, my son has this or that. Absolutely, because I hand him the baton. Period. He ain't starting at zero. Hell no. It's about me handing him the baton. Cheers. So he needs, he gonna go running, baby. Hmm. He gonna go running. You ask somebody. Right. We talk about nepotism in the world. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. That That's how they do it. We, yes. we talk about generational wealth. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You know, we look at people and we say, you didn't work for this. It got handed to you. 
I smile and I thank my parents. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for that. And and you just said something that like, first of all, I have questions for you. I don't even think we're going to get into that because (laughs) you started this conversation. And I am so happy that not only is it, it's not about agreeing, Mm -hmm. but it's also about understanding. Like, okay, so I'm not the only one that's seen this and it's like, that's an issue that we must fix. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the things you said is um, being some, something being passed down mm-hmm. that you will pass down to your son yeah. and you were passed, handed the baton from your parents. I know a lot of times since high school, maybe middle school, I born and raised in D.C., but I had the opportunity and privilege to go to schools in PG County. Right. I went to schools and I I was around people that made fun of black families that were above mm-hmm. poverty level. Yeah. Um middle class working class families, r- the rich. I've even had friends that were a part of the 2%. Yeah. And they were made fun of and put down so bad because their families were doing so good. And to the point, how crazy, (laughs) to the point where they wanted to in turn do bad and go through things like this. So it's just like, it's weird. It's very, it's weird. weird. And it comes from, you know, everything from stereotypes to the idea that you have to work hard for it to mean something. Mm -hmm. You know, and even when I, you know, let's take a topic that people can really relate to. When we look at hip hop and we talk about mm-hmm. rappers and stuff, people started making fun of Jay-Z because he's rapping about art and he's rapping about money. Because mm-hmm. he ain't where he was no more. Like, when you, will they get that? Exactly. And so you, you know, when we have our families and especially when we are struggling, mm-hmm. you know, we we glorify the fact my mama worked five jobs to take care of us. OK, but I'm not. I'm not doing that. I don't have to. Right. So we glorify the struggle. We glorify the need. We glorify the the hunger. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds better to say single single mom of three working as a what? Janitor as a nurse. Working four jobs. Working four jobs. No no man in the household. That sounds better. But where do we get that from? So it, it comes from the idea that. When so many of us had to do it, Mm -hmm. we didn't want to look bad. Mm -hmm. We wanted to show that we are working. It was, you know, you couldn't be a single mom and work one job and your kids not have something. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can work four jobs, though, and your kids not have something. And we okay with that. We okay. At least you're doing something. And the struggle's real. Exactly. Mm. So we glorified the struggle because we felt like if you're poor, you better be doing every goddamn thing Then you can. I mean, you better be working with your feet, your legs, everything. Strapping a baby on your back, Girl. walking 20 miles in the snow. You got to do it all. And it was glorified because a lot of us, they had to do it. So it was a time yeah. of, they're not going to make fun of me because I only have this. Instead, I'm going to tell you how hard this is and how important this is. Mm-hmm. And we keep carrying that, which yeah. is crazy. It's so many of us have made it out. We've made, we've made it. Can we say that? We have Absolutely. made it. And I hate how... It's better to tell a black woman, you're so strong versus, wow, look how far you've come. Yeah. 
where you no longer have to do that. And that's the thing. It's not accepted because even as, you know, I, I am a single mom, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I have a job. I have a nine to five, but I also have my private practice. I don't speak on my jobs a lot because people expect you to do more. I can't have a day where I'm on vacation or I leave my kid with his father or my father. I can't go live in luxury because as a single mom, I'm supposed to be working 24-7. And if not, I should have my kid with me 24-7. And do... No, I'm living... I, I can live a life of luxury. Yes. But somehow, somehow we have made it not okay. Not okay for us to have that. a single thing. Right. Of luxury. You think you're better than me because you're in private school. Absolutely not. No. But I'm going to take this and learn from it. I'm going to take this. And I think what as parents, we have to do a better job of making that acceptance and that allowance to our kids and saying, yeah, this is absolutely okay. Yeah. Shout out to Big Phil. Big Phil's my mom. I call her Big Phil. Um, in the beginning of this, I said, I'm, a, I'm born and raised in D.C., and the next thing I said on my mouth is, I had the opportunity there you go. to go to there school go. in PG County. Let me tell you guys, it is so amazing when you realize, not as a child, but as an adult, mm-hmm. that your parents have put you in position to win. Yes. My mother put me in a position to win. I don't have a story of coming from poverty. I don't have a story of coming from poor. My mom is middle class, middle working class. She may have moved some places and done some, made some decisions, but we still never had to struggle for a meal. I've never seen my mom cry or really, she didn't have to. My mother grew up in a two parent household. Yes. My, My grandfather was my father. They want you to fit the stereotype. Stereotype of, yeah. When you don't, it's an issue. Like for me, my my dad wasn't around and that's okay. I might fit in that stereotype, but any other stereotype, I don't fit in. But see, the the part of the stereotype that people miss is that there's a stereotype that comes with actions and conclusions. You don't fit that stereotype because the stereotype would be you didn't have your father in life, so you turned out bad. Yeah. So you don't fit the stereotype. And that's what we got to, you know, we, we got to sing and, and we got to make people understand. Because usually that stereotype comes with a consequence. It mm. comes with a second part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a single mom and my son's father is in his life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the day-to-day falls on me. Yeah. But my son is also the son of two doctors. Mm. So they forget yes, that part he is. when they're talking about the stereotype. Mm-hmm. Because people are quick to tell me, well, you're a single mom. Well, my son is. My son is a child of two doctors. Mm-hmm. All of his grandparents went to college. We are not that stereotype yes. that you're trying to put us in. Yes, yes. So we, we got to get that second part to it. Because It's this, stere- but it's, yes! 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 It's also this. Right! I love it. Because as a single mom, I'm out here making six feet. I don't fit the stereotype you want me to fit. You want me so to bad. fit in. So, and I mean, heavy on so bad. Heavy on so bad. Like for me, for instance, you guys know I've always talked about being a college dropout and I want to pursue and further my education. It's not one of those things where I say, oh, I'm in my 30s, so I'm never going back to school. I will never say that because I was always taught it was embedded in my head and it was said to me over and over again, time and time again, you're never too young or old to learn and you can always start 
over. I love that saying, you can always start over. Because to me, that says my life is not over. And the things that I've done in the past, they they may have come you know, shortcomings, but that's okay. I get another chance to do it again. Absolutely. I love that. And one thing that your your mom afforded you too also was the notion of asking for help. Oh, yes. And knowing that you can do this. Mm -hmm. There are so many adults that feel like they cannot ask for help. Oh, that's another, that's another topic that we have to talk about. And that, and it screws us up because that's one, that's one of the main reasons why people don't go to therapy because they feel like, oh, it makes me look weak. I got to ask for help. Are you kidding? The entire basis of human life and society depend on helping each other. That's it. We cannot make this without someone. Someone. So what we have to do is we have to understand where our resources are and who we can ask for help. Because, of course, we all know them friends and families. You can absolutely not ask for help that's going to hold it over your head. And every time, remember when I helped you, we're going to work on you later. But we have to understand when we build our circles, these are the people that you should be able to ask for help without any caveat, without any tax, without any anything. Right? Mm-hmm. Because this is how we do it. And if yeah. we look at everybody else, mm-hmm. they're helping each other. Yes. When we look at these Asian communities and they all put in to buy stores and to buy a block. Uh, no one of is businesses. saying to them, you didn't do this on your own, so it doesn't count. Y'all better look into what Chinatown actually means. Thank you. There is a Chinatown in every, every single city. state, every city. Every there is a Chinatown. You need to look into the history of Chinatown right. and get back with us so we can learn how to buy the block back. Absolutely. We look at these huge corporations and we say, well, he promoted his son. Who was he supposed to, to promote? It's his company. Oh, I had another one. I.E. Ice Cube. When they said something about um, Straight Outta Compton and his son was able to play him. They were so mad, but he said... Who else was I going to get play me? Thank you. No, he doesn't have experience, but look at his son now. But we don't say this about all these other Other. Hollywood dynasties where their children became directors and stars because of that. Okay. Okay. I mean, we call them the Baldwin brothers for a reason. Reason. We talk about Charlie Sheen and his his father. Come on. Listen, if you look at almost every single famous Hollywood person, there is a parent, a mm-hmm. uncle, a sister somewhere behind them. Behind them, it's a that machine. Made something work. Yes. So for us to have this attitude that you have to do by yourselves is straight garbage. Straight bullshit. That's one of the biggest things that are holding us back. It is. And I see this a lot, especially in therapy, when I have clients that feel like. One, they either had to get rid of their entire family and friend circle because they were so negative. They were so, your mama helped you with this, your daddy gave. Absolutely, that's what my mama and my daddy are here for. Here for, thank you. I did not turn 18 and get thrown to the, to wolf. the wolves. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. That is the whole, why would I have parents if they just want to leave me out there? I love it. And that's a mentality that we have to change. Yeah. So our parents, we have to stop saying you on your own. You grow now. No. My son will always be my baby. Period. Always. I have conversations about this with my daughter. And I've always told her, when it comes down to life, before you leave my house, you will know how to write a check, stocks and bonds. Absolutely. You will know about your, your IRA. You will know about loans. 
you're going to know about every single thing. And I don't care how long it takes. I'm not throwing you out to the wolves at 18 because you're not grown. You're a child. You will have somewhere to go after college, during breaks. When you graduate from college, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be really honest with you. And this is what a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. I don't want my daughter to leave my house until she's about to get married. Because it's nothing wrong with that. I need her to learn some things. I'm not going to baby her about anything. I'm going to teach her life. She's going to know how to balance a checkbook. She's going to know how to run a house. She's going to know about education, helping others, community. I want all of that. That's the part that people miss. It's the teaching. The teaching. And it has to start early. Yeah, we're not talking. Oh, and no means are we talking about enabling our children. No, absolutely. Let's be clear. This is about teaching our children. Yes, yes. My circle has dramatically changed from Mm -hmm. when it was just me and I was out there having the time of my life. Girl, the (laughs) time of my life. Before I was mom, before I was doctor. All of that. Even when I was a mama, my friend circle in my 20s and my childhood was based off of having a good time. Who can make me laugh? Absolutely. Now. Who knows about who all of that? Right. We that's what I was doing, but that's now dramatic, it's, dramatic it's so change. Different. My the, one of the reasons that I ended up getting my doctor is because um, I watched my best friend go through it, and I was so proud of her, and it was so encouraging. And I was, and then my son's father had just got his, so I was like, Yes, well, I don't want to be the dummy in the group. Like, okay, let's, like, do <laughs> let's do my this, let's do this. Yeah, because I, I, I love always it. been the person that people were chasing in the circle. Yeah. So when I started chasing people, I felt like, oh, this is it. This, this is, is it. it. I have to. I'm yeah. Chasing. Even when I had my son and I, the different things. Let me tell you, one of the, the guy that I'm dating or was dating the whole mm-hmm. story. For when my son turned five, he came over with his birthday gift. Mm-hmm. His birthday gift to my son was a certificate to buy stock. Mm. It's different. Listen. It's different. It's different. Not only did he come over with the certificate, he sat down with my child and said, this means that you own part of the company and did it. He explained it to him. Now, mind you, my son just turned five. He so looked I was like, like, he ain't going to get it. So it was his birthday. So we, mm-hmm. we kept having people come <laughs> over and everything. Yeah. So my best friend, again, she asked him, she said, um, she said, do you still want to be, I, I think at this point he wanted to be a scientist. She said, do you still want to be a scientist when you mm-hmm. grow up? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, no, auntie, I don't have to be a scientist because I own stock. Let me tell you something. When I say my circle had to change, change. for me to elevate, they yes. elevated my yes. child. Yes, yes. And let me tell you guys, we have just entered into another topic that we will come back to this year. That is so important. And we'll definitely have a talk with that. And we might have to have you in there. We we might yes. have to have a whole round table. I ain't going nowhere. Yes, yes. I love it. Let me tell you. So. I do have a few questions, yes, and I yes. just want to get on topic. But we definitely had to do that. It usually takes around a few minutes to get warmed <laughs> up, you know. And I love it. That was definitely I would definitely pose that as tears tea today. Yes. Okay, I hope you guys are writing these down. We definitely got some nuggets. I hope you wrote it down. And on the playback for my lovelies that will listen to this again, um, definitely get your notebook and your pen and pad. Right, right, right. This is important for us because this is for us by us. Mm -hmm. Okay? For us by us. So, my first question to you is what is the definition of intimacy? Because you are a sex therapist. But I think people kind of put the two together. Right. 
You know, so I want to know what your definition is. So the two can be put together. Okay. Sex is absolutely, the physical act of sex can be a form of intimacy. Mm -hmm. But intimacy is really about that connection. It's about that understanding. It is about that deeper level of knowing someone and connecting to someone. So for some people, sex is intimacy. Mm -hmm. But let's not get it twisted. For some people, sex is not. Mm -mm. It is straight pleasure. But intimacy is everything from knowing someone to engaging someone to just being there for someone. You know, my favorite thing to tell people is make sure you have people around you that show up. Mm. That to me is the biggest form, form of intimacy. Of yes. Ever. Some people just show up and they be like, I don't know why the hell I'm here, but you, you need me. Mm. I don't know what to say. I don't want to know what to do, but you need me. I get those calls and texts a lot. Yeah. I, I was, you was on my mind at five, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. I'm here. God told me to pray for you. And I'd be like, what? Prayer is another form of intimacy. Mm, yes, it is. Intimacy is about that just deeper connection. It is about understanding someone, loving someone, caring someone, being there for someone. And there are physical acts of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Some people are more sensual. Mm. To me, that's sensual. If, if if we ain't like that, you can't be sensual with me. Nah, it don't work. Because okay. I don't know you like that. I don't feel yes, you like that. Yes. But sometimes, it absolutely is. And like being a sex therapist, I tell people that, you know, our intimacy is in different places, especially when it's physical. Because everyone thinks that that intimacy has to end in that big orgasm, mm-hmm, that big... Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about the journey. It's a... Sometimes mm-hmm. it's about that damn journey. It's the journey that me. provides the mm-hmm. intimacy. It's it's the ride before the climax. Yes, because you can enjoy that. Yes, and especially when you have a partner that knows you and understands you mm-hmm. and knows what buttons to physically and literally been push. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it is about the journey. Yeah. Let me tell you, girl. You know the forehead kiss. <sighs> the forehead kiss. The hand on the small of your back. I feel like you love me if you kiss my forehead. Listen, it's, you, all, it's over with. It's over. We you go to that you love me real bad. Real bad. Real you bad. Love you love me. These are forms of intimacy. Yes. That people don't understand. And sometimes people be like, it's the little, little things. It's the letting me put my feet in your lap. Mm-hmm. It's the holding my hand while you're driving. It's the did you eat today. It is the... Handed me first of all, taking my shoes off when I come in the house and passing me some wine and wanting to listen to me just intimacy. talk about everything. That's that to me is intimacy. Is. I want to know your future. Is. I want to know your heart. I don't. I for me, and this is just me. I don't care how much money you have. I care about where you're going in life. I care about the things that you do for others. Those that for me gets me. Intimacy. Intimacy. So one of the biggest issues that people have is that they don't define it for each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. So because I'm over here with my intimacy, you over there with your intimacy, mm-hmm. and we feel like we, we have none together because yes. we never talked about it. We don't discuss. We assume. Yeah. I And, and then because my intimacy is different from yours, mm-hmm. I can't say that we don't have any. Mm-hmm. You got define it for me. Well, what's your what's your definition? Yeah. What's mine? Yeah. And then we can come together because sometimes yeah. we do. It's just like love languages. So there's sex languages. Besides yes. love languages, yes. there's sex languages. Mm-hmm. I can 
feel in one language but speak to you in another. And another. Come on now. And that's what people don't understand. Because yeah. They're like, I'm loving you in my sex, in my love language. Mm-mm. But it ain't my love it's language. It's not mine. You are treating me the way you want to be treated. Exactly. You can't do that. that. No. It will never be okay for you to love someone else the way you want to be loved. And the issue there is that we never say it. We just we don't, sit there. We mm-hmm. get mad. We talk. Oh, shit, they don't. We call our parents. Yeah. We call our friends. Let me tell you what this group tech person did. And the person has no idea. Yeah. They sit there like, what the hell she mad at? Yes. I can't read. We can't read. You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. No, 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 you're not. Communication, 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 communication. Let me tell you, I've learned the word communication. It's it, it's embedded in my MF and brain. The way what Candy say, I'm embedded in your motherfucking <laughs> brain. You know, I, it's, it's huge. Communication is key. It will save you so much time in life, in love, in your career, with your children. You may think something small to you, it's big listen, to them. Listen. Communication is it. It's huge. And just like we were talking earlier about these generational curses, mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones that I have to teach people to break is to allow their child to communicate to them. Yes. You know, my, my family and friends, they still laugh at me because my son is allowed to explain anything. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to tell me Yes. It don't mean that he's not going to get in trouble. trouble. It don't mean that something's not going to happen. But I allow him to speak to me. Yes. You want to know where his head is? Yeah. I do that to my daughter. My my mom used to tell me. She's from the old school. And she told me, can't no child express themselves to me. See? And then she would come to me later. You okay? How you feeling? It was confusing to me. And right. Because I didn't. If you say, can't no child... A child can't express themselves. How can I come to you and you say, what's wrong? I don't know what to say. So at that point, I was confused. But let me tell you something. My mom is learning so much from me. Like, because I allow my daughter Mm -hmm. to express her feelings. Because if you don't allow your child to express themselves, you'll never know if something is going on with them. So my mom literally watches my daughter and my conversation yeah. and her interactions and she'll say you want to talk to me now i'm like mom really what <laughs> you know, but I, we are best friends now my mom gives me the floor and i'm 35 i'll be 36 this year but i love like where we are because we have come so far yeah. i could not have done this when i was living in her household but I think my mom sees how i thrive in life mm-hmm. and what makes me happy and she just like okay this right. is where my yeah. daughter is. Let me love her the way she wants to be loved. Let me treat her the way she, you know what I'm saying? And I love that. And, you know, and, and I, I try to tell my clients to give their parents some grace. Mm. Because yeah. they they were raised without the love and the communication. Yes. Let, let's be real. Most of our parents and our, our grandparents and before, they were raised in straight survival. Period. And that's it. And that's it. There was no room for love. Let me drop no let me drop another bomb on you. My grandfather was in the military. So you already know. Yes. It's a different line. Different. So our parents don't know how to communicate. No. And we laugh and we talk about like this this I don't know who the grandparent this is, but this wasn't my parent. Because they've learned. They they are learning. They have learned. They have they it, it it's I don't know. Let me tell you something about this eighties generation. We have broke the mold. Yes. We have we have broke the mold when it comes to life. 
we're 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 not the we're not the generation that says I'm accepting this. No, let me tell you what's bothering me. Let me tell you what's what can happen, yes. and let me show you how it can be better. So we, I love being an yes, '80s baby. Listen, we collectively said collectively we're going to be happy. We're going to be come on now, and I know they call us the crack baby era. That's okay. We we said we're going to be we're, happy. We're said we we said that we're going to be happy, and I, I love that. Literally teaching my clients to live in love because they have made every decision off survival from their spouses to their area of location wherever mm-hmm. they live mm-hmm. to their jobs. I have clients that hate their job but needed it to survive. And you use the word survive so much. Let me tell you, survival is the only thing that people know. Yeah. 85% of people. Abs- Listen, when I say I am teaching grown-ass people yeah. to live and choose and love, they look at me like it is the scariest thing in the world. And this is why we say, and this is no offense to anybody, but this is why we're seeing more divorces. Yeah. This is why we're seeing more second careers. This is why we're seeing it. a lot, because people are finally saying, hey, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I don't want to do this right? anymore. People who are amazing artists have business degrees because their parents said, pick a damn degree that's going to make you money. Mm-hmm. Not make you happy. Not fulfills your passion, but that makes you money. So people are 35, 55 years old, changing their entire lives because they realize I absolutely can't be happy. I can't. I'm allowed to be happy. I'm not a robot. Let's start there. Yeah. I'm not a robot. And so what we're doing is we're teaching our children that. But we're also setting it up so that they can't be that. Like I said, my son, I, you know, I mentioned before, my son is the son of two doctors. Yeah. We chose our professions. These are yes. the professions that make us happy. I yeah. love being a therapist. Yes. My son's father is a dentist. He loves that shit for whatever reason. <laughs> I can't be in nobody's yes. house, but that's him. Yes. He loves it. Mm-hmm. But we're also setting our son up that if he does want to be an artist, if he wants whatever. to be a musician, whatever, not only will he have the financial backing, but he'll have our support. Uh, what makes can, you happy, kid? Can we say support? Is it, 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 how can I say this? The support to, for me, TRJ, is better than the financial backing. Absolutely. If I have your money I f- and I don't have your support, I feel like you're just throwing it Absolutely. at me and watching to see me fall, crash and burn. Let me tell you, I worked in foster care for years mm-hmm. up until probably, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. I was dealing in foster care. The greatest predictor of how a child would turn out is one supportive adult mm-hmm. in their life. Mm-hmm. One. So all this shit about single parents, that the, the actual research does not back that a single parent has a worse household. It does mm-hmm. not. It doesn't. It is one healthy, supportive adult in their life, whether mm-hmm. it's the mother, the father, the grandparent, the grandmother, the uncle, a mentor. A teacher. It's one. One. One supportive adult. That is amazing. In your life. I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of people that have said it's the neighborhood police officer that saved my life. The neighborhood, um, just the neighborhood yeah. older lady that comes and lets us get in her yard. And yeah. she tells us stories about life Listen. or the teacher or I, I, I love it. All and they I, need is that one. All they need is that one person. And the support is there. And when we, you know, we talk kids out of their passion. We talk mm-hmm. kids out of their hobby. Then we got into this whole thing where your hobby has to make you money. No, oh. your hobby has to make you happy. Happy. We've gotten away from happiness, happiness so bad that this is why so many people are miserable. And why? 
a lot of people are in therapy because they're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm not happy. I'm like, because you didn't choose anything in your life because you liked it. You chose it because it either mm. created stability or there was a path that you said, I can continue on this path and be okay. Yeah. You did not make a single decision in your life because you loved it or because it's always been something you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck are all the marine biologists? When we was kids, all of us Girl, wanted to be all marine of us. biologists. Biologists. I mean, every single last one of every us. Every single one of us. Come on, magic school bus. Thank you. Hmm. But what happened was, we got to we got in high school and they they started failing biology and they yeah. made uh, physics hard and algebra yeah. hard and then they got talked out of it. They said you can't do this because you you keep getting C's in math. Yeah, you yeah. keep getting D's yeah. in science. And instead of someone coming and say, hey, "Hey, let's add a STEM program. Let's do this," we said, "Find uh, something else that fits you, more stable, more stable, something that's easier easy for easier for you." You know. Along the lines of you not even trying hard. Right. If you do it, if you do it with your eyes closed, that's for you. Yeah. That's your that's lane. Your and I don't like it. And that's what we have to stop doing to these kids. Yeah. The moment they are, I don't give a damn if he's not good at it. If he likes it, let him keep doing let it. Let him do it. Because eventually, it'll come. It's gonna it'll come. come. It's gonna come. And as and, and people as kids and as people, they're not stupid. People no. know what they can make money off. Yeah, of, they and do. They know what they mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. have fun with it? Have fun with have it. Have fun with it. But we again, we came from these generations that were so worried about survival. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have choices. They didn't have choices. Look, we have gotten so far. I know. Topic. Let's get back yes. on topic because we are all about love. This um this uh show, and I think my next question will be: What are ways couples slash singles? Because okay. we don't want to forget about the singles. Yes. How can they explore intimacy? First, you gotta you gotta figure out what you like and what you need. Mm. So many of us assume what's gonna make them happy. Yeah, what's gonna make something intimate? Yeah, your intimacy is not my intimacy. No, I like how you said need because we all probably know what we like. Yeah, but do we actually know what we need? Probably not. No, because. Again, and I ain't trying to talk bad about our previous generations. Mm-hmm. We weren't allowed to talk about stuff like that. We would no. never. No. When I, I've done seminars and I've asked women, 150 women in the room, and I said, how many of you guys were prepared for sex the first time you had it? And I don't just mean physically. I mean mentally, emotionally. How many of you were prepared? Everyone said no. Nothing. Because we're not allowed to ask questions about yeah. what makes me feel good, whether it's a physical or whether it's a mental, emotional interaction relationship. We're not allowed to talk about Mm-mm. that. So all we can go by is the movies we see, the books we read. Yeah. Shout out to Zane because she messed a whole lot of us Zane. up. Zane. You had me thinking. Okay. I was going to be swinging I'm, from chandeliers all okay. the same time. Like, oh, they did this in this book. Oh, my gosh. Where my chandeliers Shit. <laughs> but because we couldn't go to our mothers and our aunts and our grandmothers and say, you know, what should I be looking for in intimacy? Or how yeah. does intimacy affect me? We either had to learn by trial and error or as women, and especially as black and brown women, we are taught that his intimacy and his physical and emotional needs are more important than ours. So we stopped looking. Mm-hmm. So what I advise women to do, find what works for you. Mm-hmm. It's trial and error. Yeah. Whether it's physical sex, while it's emotional, figure it out. Try things. Say out. to your partner, say to your potential partner, hey, I've never done this before. Can we try this? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do intimacy-wise is I love bookstore dates. 
Oh. So let me tell you why I love bookstore dates. Mm-hmm. One, I love books. I yes. I easily read 200 books a year. Mm-hmm. I am, yes. that's my meditation, that's my zone. But I like it because the bookstore is divided into a million different sections, mm-hmm. right? You got sports, you got travel, you got cooking, you got sex, you got mystery, you got all these things. When you walk into a bookstore, you go to your passion, you mm-hmm. go to your heart. You do. So when you're doing this, you're watching the other person mm-hmm. and you see where they go. Mm-hmm. They see where you go. Okay, I know. Oh, she went straight to cooking. Okay, that's her thing. Yes. Let's cook together. Mm. Oh, you went straight to sports. Oh, that's your thing. Let's go to the game together. Teach me. Teach me. What Teach music slow child say? Teach me <laughs> how yes. to love. Yeah. That's all intimacy. It's intimacy. I love going to the bookstore mm-hmm. because it literally has the different sections there. It's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Even yourself, if you go by yourself, what catches your attention? Where do you go? Where do you go? Yeah. Take that. Mold it. Cultivate that. You might go to gardening and say, you know, I've never been I've never been a gardener. A uh, damn damn my life. <laughs> oh no, you might love it. You gotta step outside yourself. Yeah. And not be afraid to do things. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, I love the bookstore just because it's physically there. You can mm-hmm. search things or whatever, but it's easier to physically see stuff and say, oh, I want to travel. I want to do Easy. this. Right? Easy. So with intimacy is you have to, it's, you have to try. Okay. You just have to try different things. Try. And you have to not be afraid to ask people to join with you. Okay. I love that. <laughs> Next question. Can you share ways on how couples... Um, should not allow the fire to sizzle out. Yes. I love that. Oh my God. So I am a firm believer of date night. Mm-hmm. I think date night is so precious. Some people don't like it because they're like, it's so intentional and it's so we got to. Wow. But sometimes we have to. In this society that we live in, mm-hmm. we got 9 million things on our plate. Okay. If we make sure we call out Thursday nights or Friday nights, it's no excuse. Because we None. got. So I love date nights. I also love the jar where you put in different things mm-hmm. and you pull out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Absolutely. That is a great idea. You pull out something and you say, oh, this is what we're doing or whatever. And then you talk to each other. Communication, okay. communication, communication. Communicate. You tell your, a lot of times when the fire goes out is because you stop talking. It's because that person doesn't know what you need and you don't know what they need. You guys have gotten in such a rhythm that we're not talking about anything new. We're only talking about the stuff that we're still dealing with, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, so when people are like, oh, we don't do Valentine's Day anymore because we've done all of it. There's so much more you can do. Mm -hmm. Like we get stuck in this, we've been together so long. Mm -hmm. Which I hear is we stop communicating about new things. Mm. Communicate about the new things. Okay. Be intentional. Spice it up. As a sex therapist, I tell people, role play. Mm-hmm. Be somebody else. Put on a wig. Mm-hmm. Try something Try new. something But new. you have to be intentional. You have to yes. be. Both of you waiting. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> be intentional. Never going to happen. Ask each other out on dates. I love stuff like that. I love dates. Oh, my God. I tell myself. I'm like, when the last time you went on a date? Well, we went to go eat. No. I said a date. A date. And mm. they're like, oh, my God. We haven't been on a date in years. Exactly. Mm. You gotta make time for it. You got to, and especially if you have kids. Oh Lord, oh, yes. I tell people your kids are important. There's no question. Yeah. But your relationship is more important because mm-hmm. if that is not together, if you are not on the same page, your kids are going to see it and feel it. 
Mm, and then they're going to apply it to their life. Thank you. Ooh. Kids don't care what a you word. say. Mm-hmm. It's all about how they feel and what they see. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, your relationship comes first. Abs every single time. It has to. If you want your house to be okay, y'all got to be okay. We have to be okay. Yeah. Great, Dr. <laughs> B. You have, girl, I know the people are going to ask for you to come back. Oh, my yes. love Well, I'm Yes, you are coming back. So I had another question for you, but I think we already answered this. And mm-hmm. that question was, do you think love is equated with sex? You already talked about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, different things. Um, I think for me, when it comes to relationships, especially for people that have been together for so long, how do you find that next phase of your life with one another if you feel like you've done everything Mm -hmm. how do you find because change is inevitable so i think and i think you just answered it as well find the new things talk about Mm -hmm. the new things but how does that conversation start when it's something new for the both of you and you don't know if each other is ready like will they look at me funny uh and if they do they do but this is what we we put our happiness on the burner because we're yeah. so afraid yes. of what other people are going to think and say. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So, one, again, communication. We got to talk. Because it might not, I might not have to come out and say, hey, I like this. Can we try this? But I can say, hey, babe, this isn't working for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, it's just like you said, when we get older, it's a lot of... You can't twist me in the pretzel that I was in when I was 20. No, you ma'am. You can barely lay me on my side. Listen. <laughs> so, just age things change mm-hmm. I mean everything is changing with that so mm-hmm. communication you have to communicate okay and honestly if you are still afraid of what this person is going to say mm-hmm. and think about you when you tell them how you're mm. expressing yourself you got more to reevaluate than you than think just, yes mm. absolutely I-, I love that because as your partner I should be able there is nothing yeah I shouldn't be able to say and do around you if anything you probably gonna laugh and then hear her ass go like yeah, they look at me. They're like, "That's Angel." Like, they yes, like yes, paying her no attention. But yeah. that should be the reaction. It should never yeah. be, "Oh my God, who are you? What's going on?" It mm-hmm. should be like, "Wait, what happened?" I like. What's going oh, on? I like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. babe, I was waiting for you. I, I was waiting for you. I didn't even know. Yeah. She'd be like, "Look, I got handcuffs." <laughs> Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Communication. I, Communication. I think, you know, whether it's therapy, whether it's sex therapy, whether it's family therapy. It all comes down to communication. Yes. You have to talk to one another. Yes. And if you are afraid of that, because some people are, because of what we talked about earlier yeah. with generations, we weren't allowed to talk. No. It was shut oh. up and this is what it is. Yeah. So I do teach people how to talk just because they were silenced for so I love long. That. I love that. So I tell people, communicate. And if you don't know how, go to therapy. Go to therapy. Please go to therapy. Go to therapy. Look up skin folk therapy. I am excited about this and your path (laughs) and where you are. And lastly, how can our viewers listen for more updated news and future projects that you may have? Yes. So I am very, very excited. I have some up and coming projects that I am very excited about. I have just been asked to speak at our national conference for sex therapists. So in June, I will be in San Francisco. You said our and, national conference? Yeah, so the sex therapists, we have, we're governed by the ASAC, which is our okay. big deal. Yeah. Um, they have asked me to come to speak at our national conference in San Francisco. So I'm Yay! very, very excited. Me um, too. 
it is really about putting not only black and brown therapists on the front stage, but it's also about teaching non-black and black, black and brown therapists how to work with us okay. because it's different. Mm-hmm. It's real different. Our resources, our support, our everything is different. You know, so when I refer people, I refer people to to us because it makes me more comfortable. Think about a black woman who is already not comfortable in her skin, who's mm-hmm. not comfortable with going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Then she comes to sex therapy, and then you send us all these white people, and she like this not. She's they don't have really going to pull back right? and close up because like, if I have mm-hmm. body issues, you can't talk about the same body issues. No, you can't sit there and say, "Well, what did your mom say?" I don't know. We don't talk about stuff like that. So there's a different interaction. There's different trauma levels. There's different. So I've been trying to put that on the front stage. And ASAC, our our governor, um, has has found me and has said, all right, you talk a good game, put it on the stage. Mm. So very excited. Um, I do have a couples conference that I'm, I'm coming up with, hopefully in July or August, that will teach couples not only how to communicate, okay. but some new sex interventions and to make sure that things don't get stale and dry in the bedroom. Oh, I will be there. Um, and that's the thing. It's, it's for, I mean, singles, couples, anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's really about just being in that open space and being safe to yeah. ask questions. Yeah. And I do a lot of education. Because okay. let me tell you, if you put a map of the, the body, people cannot label parts. No. <laughs> and I'm not talking about thighs. Right. No, they have no idea. Lit. No. And, you know, we talk about everything from, you know, what a lot of people don't. We, we talk about foreplay and mm-hmm. men are so like women like foreplay so much. That's because it takes the average woman, her body, 15 to 20 minutes to warm up for sex. When it only takes the man's body five minutes. Mm-hmm. So do you do a lot of us like the cussing and the cuddling and the kissing? We like yeah. it, but our body needs it. Yes. We're not ready. You pull it off ready. and we still warming up. And I want to say this, and I know, I hope I don't, I'm not taking away from your conference, but for women, it's men, it's mental and for men, it's physical. So I have to mentally know in my head, I'm ready. You physically know it. It's, it's two different things. It's right. two different worlds. And we're not ready at the same time. No. You know, and so when men talk about, uh, I don't like foreplay, most women do like it, but all women need it. Need it. Need it. It's a difference. We don't warm up at the same pace. No, we don't. It is literally a 15-minute difference mm-hmm. between you warming up and me warming up. Thank you. And so we, we talk about that kind of stuff. I educate on that. Like I said, I teach about communication. And I teach the fun stuff, too. It's always fun. I like the fun stuff. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Yeah, thank you. I know. I haven't actually, you know, you were probably one of the first, like, three people that I've told about this national I'm conference. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am. So I was trying to wait until the um, the PR stuff Everything came, came out. But yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. But they can all, I'm on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. under Skin Folk Therapy. You can find me at www.skinfolktherapy.com. Mm-hmm. And I have my blog there where I try to update it at least every week with a topic that is about us. It is about us skin folk. And yes. I try to answer the questions that we haven't been able to ask or we don't have a safe space to talk about. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Brentwaite, for oh, being on here. You are beautiful. amazing. You have been amazing. This was this was what was needed. Yeah. I love it. And you Everything that I had in my mind, I had imagined, you came through. Like, this is so amazing. We have to have you back. Will you love? I have to have you pull a seat up to the queen's table again. Please. I love it. (laughs) 
we're gonna talk but before we go i'm gonna of course give tiara's final thoughts today um and end quote the real lover is a man who can thrill you by kissing your forehead or smiling into your eyes or just staring into space hashtag love is real hashtag intimacy hashtag tears final thoughts thanks again so much guys for tuning in and we will see you soon thanks for pulling up a table to the queen's table bye